From the news capital of the world, you've landed on The Daily Objective. I'm Jonathan Honig from CapitalistPig.com. So delighted to see our global audience of students of objectivism already filing into the chat, not just the chat, but the super chat. We are domiciled in the jolly old England, as you know, also called the UK, I'm told. But we are supported by contributions from people just like you, traders, who enjoy our programming. You know, we are the largest producer of objectivist-related programming, not just in the world, but in history. Uh, the Ayn Rand Center UK brings you literally a daily show schedule of not just people who've heard of Ayn Rand, but people who are experts in Ayn Rand on everything from you know, corporations to politics, to metaphysics, epistemology, and even shows from people like Harry Binswanger who knew Miss Rand and many others. So we're happy to have you here for a show that probably hits home a little bit to our audience who might be interested in something like this. This is cold hard cash. And how what's going on now is, well, it's basically destroying that cash, it's ripping it up to smaller and smaller little pieces. So we've got a great show inspired by Ms. Rand today. Show us you appreciate what we're doing by hitting us up on, on the super chat and we, more importantly, becoming a member. So let's get started. And we always wanna say this is not officially a part of objectivism. It's not endorsed by Dr. Binz, Dr. Binzwang or uh, Ms. Rand, of course, but we're students of objectivism all learning together. And as I give this presentation now about inflation, markets down about 600 points, at least here in the US. So uh, it's very, as they say, ripped from the headlines considering what impact inflation is having on not just Wall Street, but on everyday Americans, certainly here in the US and I think all around the globe. Now, for the authoritative voice and source of everything objectivist related on inflation, Ms. Rand has a wonderful speech and then essay. The essay, both are called Egalitarianism and Inflation. Uh, it's from a 1974 lecture. It's available online for free. It's a 20 minute uh, uh, period. No, it's a, it's an hour-long speech with a half an hour Q&A period, and then it's available in printed form in philosophy, Ayn Rand Philosophy, who needs it as well. Super, super recommended. And most of what we're going to excerpt today and, and speak of today is either from uh, that speech or from the Ayn Rand letter. So let's just get started by saying, well, what, and thank you, Chris. Christopher Smith, Canadian dollars, worth a little bit less every day, but we gladly accept them. And more than anything, love you as being part of our, our community, our our philosophy posse. Let's start by, as they say, defining our terms. Quoting now Ms. Rand, inflation is defined in the dictionary as undue expansion or increase in the currency of a country, especially by issuing the paper money not redeemable in specie, Random House Dictionary. It is interesting to note that the word inflated is defined as distended with ass, air or gas swollen. So an undue expansion or an increase of the currency of a country by issuing paper money not redeemable in gold. Well, have we had that in the US? Have we had that globally? Let's take a look just in the US and there's some wonderful visualizations helpful in this kind of a context from USA Today. And this was 2021, just how that trillions and trillions of dollars, they show this very, I think, telling illustration as you can see on the top, that's 1 million, the big gray box on the bottom, that gray, gray space, that's $1 billion. So to illustrate just how much COVID relief, how much, as Ms. Rand alluded to, that money printing, not redeemable in gold or silver went on, 
look at this actual visualization of, you know, those are blocks of billion dollar piled up across the period of March, 2020 to March, 2021 five plus trillion dollars. And that's the Statue of Liberty on the, the left-hand side, just for scale. So we're talking about piles and piles of billions of dollars literally soaring into the sky. That's what was printed and pumped into the economy. And that's not just here in the US. Uh, globally, it's been estimates of up to $9 trillion in you know, fiscal support. I wish they'd put that in quotes. I wish they'd put that in quotes. And, and you know, that's exactly what happened. And Ms. Rand, I don't want to say she she foresaw it, but she describes it perfectly. It's the expansion of a country's currency, which incidentally cannot be perpetrated by private citizens, only by the government, consists of palming off as values a stream of paper backed by nothing but promises or hot air and getting actual values, the citizens' goods or services in return until the country's wealth is drained. And when you think about this, you know, the stream of paper backed by nothing but promises. Think about all the promises made because of, you know, justifying all the COVID spending. You know, this is from supposedly reputable uh, 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 policy organizations. Robust, robust COVID relief achieved historic gains against poverty and hardship, bolstered economy. You know, it's like, is, is that such a, it's such, <laughs> I'll let it speak for itself. I think anyone's you know, uh, achieving anything now, given the inflation that's hurting the most uh, people on the lowest end of the income spectrum more than anything. Here was uh, Biden's economic advisor promising us that all that COVID stimulus won't overheat the economy. This is back of March of, of last year. You know, now we have inflation at 40 plus year high. So it was all papered over with all of these promises of all the wonderful things, you know, and people are blaming this on Biden, I think very appropriately. Thank you, Wes. Wes Stewart. You know, I'm going to raise a glass to Wes Stewart right now. Wes, I'll raise a glass to you. It's not a pint, but thank you for your very generous contribution, Wes Stewart, part of our philosophy posse and helping us keep this on the air, keeping an objectivist related content out there, spreading it in the culture and hopefully helping you learn something along the way. Thank you, Wes. Really, really appreciate it. So Trump, I'm just saying, also was all about the COVID stimulus. He signed a historic, meaning big, $2 trillion stimulus. And in fact, when people were saying, let's just send out, you know, here in America, we sent, we sent out checks, $1,400 checks, just sent it out. People actually gambled it away in Bitcoin and the stock market. But, you know, Trump wanted a bigger stimulus check. So there's Politically, I'm making the point that this is not one party has been fiscally irresponsible and the other has been, they've both been, this is a, a, a pox on all houses, truly all houses, because all houses believe in that Keynesian model that the more money you spend and print, the stronger the economy. Well, the, now we're seeing that there is no free lunch and uh, reality exists, kind of paraphrase a, a moment from Miss Rand there. So, and she, she makes the point here, and I think this is something that we knew need to emphasize, is this is 100% caused by government. A similar activity in private performance, again, quoting from Ms. Rand now, is the passing of checks on a non-existent bank account. But in private performance, this is regarded as a crime. And for most, and most people understand why such an activity cannot last for long. So as I've illustrated there, it's like me printing up a check and it's like, it's like what we used to call check kiting. You know, you, send the check and deposit it for assets that don't exist. And that's exactly what all this spending, all this 
money printing has created. It's been writing huge checks for which there's no actual value behind. And this is, this is the point, is this is 100% caused by government. Uh, inflation, again, quoting from Ms. Rand now, is not caused by the actions of private citizens, but by the government, by an artificial expansion of the money supply required to support deficit spending. Well, that's exactly what happened. This huge artificial expansion of the money supply, sending people checks. Trump wants 3,000, this one's 4,000, sending people checks. And, uh, you know, what, what is now the net effect? Who is getting blamed in the popular culture? Government? No, it's corporate greed, of course. And this is where I think we as objectivists need to, you know, we as, a, you know, as rational people, people who know the truth, need to speak up and say, corporate greed, Robert Reich. I mean, what are you talking about? You know, but this is very, very common, even some places supposedly as reputable as the Colorado Fiscal Institute. Why is inflation high? Corporate greed. Well, it's, it reminds me of that um, the Milton Freeman quote with uh, Donahue. And he says, you know, you tell me anyone who's not greedy, something that affected corporations. Uh, it, it's, it's a slur, of course. It's a package deal. This is from Vice. Don't blame inflation on stimulus checks. Blame it on corporate greed, corporate greed. Um, but as Ms. Rand said, this is the law of supply and demand. And quote from her now, it is not to be conned. <clears throat> as the supply of money of claims increases relative to the supply of tangible assets in the economy, prices must eventually rise. Thus, the earnings saved by the productive members of society lose value in terms of goods. And that's exactly what happened. In fact, this has been a year because of inflation. People are shocked. They've lost money, not just in stocks, and we're gonna get into this in just a moment, but major money in bonds. It's people who have saved, who've done the right thing, who've been absolutely punished by this inflation. And that's what ultimately, in fact, from a financial perspective is so damning is that it's not just things cost more, but you have less money to invest. You know, Keep in mind, it's not consumption that fuels the economy, it's production. So the more money that bondholders lose, the more money that investors lose, the less money there is into production. And prices must rise. As, as Ms. Rand says, you know, more and more money is printed, prices must rise. And of course, that's exactly what has happened. This is an article from Zero Hedge just yesterday. The analysis now is that inflation here in the US is causing uh, American households $717 a month. And that's pre-tax. So, you know, you're gonna be making, I don't know what it is, 800 or 780 a month. So we're talking about $8,604 a year for just an in inflation now that you have to kind of come up with extra just to keep your same standard of living. That's a lot of money. And especially since you think the medium, the, the, um, the median income in America is about $31,000, you're talking about a major hit on people's bottom lines. Thank you, uh, P. Gupta. Thank you so much. Jonathan is on with a dose of reality. Well, it's, it's, it's so frustrating and as always, there's so much to learn from what Ms. Rand wrote about and talked about. Her voice is so unusual now. So we're hopefully trying to amplify that and thank you for helping us to do that. You are certainly a part of the philosophy posse and I'll drink to you as well. A Hapahino, I won't, you know, I want them to be a sponsor so I don't give them free sponsorship but from a well-known company called Hawax. Thank you again, P. Gupta. So this is a lot of money inflation is causing everyday Americans even worse 
you know, Bastia always talked about what is seen and what is unseen, the famous economist. You know, more studies have shown that basically you're paying more and the quality of goods is going down at the same time. This has been widely covered in shrinkflation, swapping out of materials. So people's quality of lives is suffering tremendously. But no one is thinking, oh man, maybe I shouldn't have cashed, you know, maybe I shouldn't have supported all that stimulus spending. Maybe, maybe that had something to do with it. They're, you know, blaming corporate greed and the supply chain. This is what worries me, I said a moment ago about looking forward now, is that inflation is not just like, you know, the dot-com bubble went up, it, it burst, and then the economy basically started, now the Fed intervened with low interest rates then, but there was new production coming in. But with this destruction of capital, the inflation that's been created by all this spending, this is what's, I think, even more worrisome from my perspective moving forward. Ms. Rand writes, invest savings or investment capital is the stock seed of industry. When a rich man lends money to others, what he lends to them is the goods which he has not consumed. And the idea is what, you know, what gets the laborers there? What gets the mechanics there? What gets anyone there to work before there's any profits? Dr. Brooke has covered this extensively. It's the investor. The investor is the last person to get paid. And the investor is who's been destroyed probably more than anyone by inflation. Um, and that's, you know, that's what's so frustrating is that those evil rich guys now have much less money to actually invest and create the next series of jobs. You know, it seems like the culture writ large believes that what we need is yet another stimulus spending bill. And if you think it can't happen, look to the Japanese uh, economy basically since 1990, 1991. Um, that could be, you know, if I think if the ideas don't change, that could easily be the direction that we're going. This is what I will quickly get to, this idea of this destruction in the value of bonds. Now, you know anything about finance, the idea of like when interest rates go up, the prices of bonds go down. When the prices of bonds go up, interest rates go down. And what of course has happened is that interest rates have gone up dramatically and the prices of bonds have gone down dramatically, historically. In the last 45 years, in fact, the bonds have only fallen five times in the last 45 years. So you know, and the worst decline up until now was a 2.9% decline in 1994. So think about that. Here's an asset class. You can look back at the last 45 years. It's only gone down five times. And the worst it's ever gone down is 3%. You think, all right, this is fairly steady. Look what's going on this year. And these are a lot of indices, but they all track bonds and different bond markets. We're talking about historic losses, 14%, 16% in AAA rated US corporate bonds. And you know it's gonna take a lot of interest payments to make up the, that kind of capital gain losses. 17% uh, on AA rated paper, corporate, uh, corporate paper, 14% on high yield bonds, agency bonds. Uh, these are you know, government agency bonds down 8%, 7%, 21%. Um, you know, just across the board, massive losses. And anyone who, you know, as Ms. Rand talked about, was foolish enough to support this deficit spending by buying debt, by, you know, buying these bonds at, at uh, uh, you know, government manipulated prices. So this is really what worries me forward, uh, moving forward, is that there's been so much tremendous wealth destruction. People are following the stock market, but they're not following this tremendous wealth destruction in bonds 
meaning in interest rates and savings. And yes, inflation is terrible on consumers, but we, I think as objectivists know that it's production that fuels the economy. And when you uh, annihilate savers as they've done, there's much less wealth to create the next, uh, any company, any value, especially when government doesn't just stop, not stop spending, but keep spending, increase spending. And this is what I hopefully wanted to emphasize today. Actually, two things. For one thing, this dollar bill is a movie prop because I would never destroy something as ultimately holy as money. Um, but I wanted to make the point that what we're seeing in all of our respective currencies is exactly that, this tremendous destruction of, of value. And Ms. Rand wrote, don't do not ask, therefore, for whom the bell of inflation is tolling, it tolls for you, it tolls for all of us. She writes, it's not at the destruction of a handful of the rich that inflation is aimed, the rich are mostly in the vanguard of the destroyers, but at the middle class. And that is what's so painful and so frustrating about the economic trends in the country and so illustrative of how Ms. Rand wrote about them in the 70s so prophetically 30, 40 years ago. You make this happen. You make this uh, show happen. You make this network happen. The Ayn Rand Center UK, we come to you completely based on your support. So go to the website, check us out in the uh, super chat now and see the website, click over. It's for like five or 10 pounds a month. That's really nothing, especially considering you're getting hundreds and hundreds of hours of original Jacobus content. Mark Pellegrino, Don Watkins, Rucka Rucka Ali, international recording superstar, Harry Binswanger, James Valiant, Gene Maroney, so many great names, Dr. Brooke. I mean, all the big names on objectivism are here on this network, and we're only able to bring it to you because of every two pounds at a time, five pounds at a time, eight pounds at a time. So it really means a, a lot to us, to, to, and, and it's only the only thing keeping us on the air. So don't be a freeloader, okay? Um, Feel good about yourself that you know you're not stealing something in effect for free and trade a value for value. If you got something out of this presentation, share it, like it, ring the bell and uh, throw us a couple of shekels or pounds or lira or euro and, and, uh, and make it happen. So we will be back here. Well, first of all, we're always here, especially on replay, but is there anything coming up? Well, stay tuned, you'll find out about it. Oh, there is, there is. Um, to find that out, become a member and become a subscriber. You know, if you become a subscriber, you ring the bell. Every time there's a show on, you, you not only can go see it live, but you can also go know, okay, I'm gonna catch that later on the replay. So uh, Apollo, thank you for your generous contribution. It's not guilt, it is being a trader. You should feel great about yourself. You're heading, helping to spread the ideas that you really value. And you're doing something else right now. You can't get up and, you know, profitless highs to hundreds of thousands of people. So you're, enabling great, uh, hopefully speakers and great uh, teachers and great motivators to help this community continue to learn and continue to thrive. We'll be back here tomorrow, same time, same channel for the daily objective with one of our great stars and you. So this is Jonathan Honig from capitalspig.com wishing you best premises, be well.